When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Ears up in depth. Jeremy just left. <laughs> Music starts. Jeremy's out of here. Had to turn the fan off. There I you want go. Bad sound. No, you can't do that. What's going on, everybody? We are here on the rare Saturday to cover all of the most important parts of day one of D23. The D23 Expo Live. Or as all the hosts like to say, the D23 Expo Live! <laughs> God, man. They're all so these grating. Ho- they're bad. They're all just terrible, and I don't like it. And every time they have some sort of like live host thing, we always say the same stuff. It's awful. But in my mind, it's awful for a number of reasons. Number one, it's just objectively irritating. But number two, because I'm not doing it. You want to be doing it? Yes, a part of it's a jealousy thing for sure, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm that person. Well, I don't have that at all. I don't <laughs> want to be anywhere near it. Uh, um, but I am I am annoyed by them. Yeah, so. it's it's weird. And it's that same like, uh, 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 of like whatever, the stretching out and the raising of the pitch or whatever. It's I just why are we doing this, you guys? Can we just I know you're excited, but that tone doesn't get me excited. It makes me want to leave. Can we please just speak like normal human beings? And I don't know, whatever. But we're here to, yeah. to cover the highlights of day one of uh, D23. And it was a big day yesterday. It just kicked off yesterday. Um, a lot of stuff happened. And a lot of stuff is still happening right now, as a matter of fact. Um, yesterday, I did live stream two of the panels. One was the... Um, <laughs> the games showcase the video game showcase which i'll cover on in my segment and then um the cosplay the mouse parade and did those yeah. two um live yesterday and i was gonna do one today maybe the spider-man one but i think it's at two o'clock it's it i think i'm gonna miss everything but on sunday the uh disney parks uh, and experiences panel live streaming that so if anybody oh. wants to come on that let me know that's the big one, right? That's what everyone wants to know about. What's going to be coming to the parks? One. I just don't understand. I thought in years past, so there's always the parks panel on the last day, but I thought in years past we got more park announcements even throughout the days leading up to the final day. But they haven't really done much with that. It's been a lot of, I noticed yesterday, I just felt like it was a lot of like posters and movie trailer first a lot of first looks they're calling them first look yeah which, they love that term first look yeah but like i'm not flying to anaheim for a 30 second mermaid trailer like i just can't yeah. or my favorite is like the poster or the title we revealed the title for this movie it's like man i look font is cool i'm not an anti-font person in any way yeah but i don't find that exciting <laughs> here's yeah. the title Check out the filigree on this L. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of uh, I feel like it's actually pretty light on juicy content. I we ended the day yesterday and I thought, "Mm, I don't know, who cares? But I was also sort of hoping because we have this wager (laughs) about whether or not they're going to announce the people mover coming back to Disneyland. And I thought, you know, it could pop up in an earlier panel so I wouldn't have to wait. With bated breath until Sunday, but it appears as of now it were, I, it's going to be Sunday before they do announce that it's coming back. Yeah. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Sunday in like twelve years, maybe. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear it. I'm also very nervous to like hear my like Twitter go off or my text because I feel like I'm going to know pretty quickly when that when it ends. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be letting me know. Oh, absolutely. As soon as soon as they don't announce it, you're getting a, a blister of texts, a whirlwind, a whirling yeah. dervish of information. A whirling dervish. Yeah. I can't wait. Which is be my 
Venmo, my Cash App, my PayPal, <laughs> my uh, bank routing number, any different ways that you want to pay me. I might Venmo it to you just out of spite so that you have to give Venmo 3%, like just, oh, just you to would. annoy you. You would do that. <laughs> that would be rude. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, uh, I want to go first. Go ahead. I feel like the big story, I want to get this out of the way mm-hmm. right now. The D23 drama needs to get out of the way up front because it's pretty ridiculous. The first panel of the day yesterday on Friday was the Disney Legends panel that started off with a speech from Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Sure. Now, the audience mics were cut, so you didn't really hear the crowd, which means like, you know, whenever they they said his name, you didn't really hear much applause. But there but there were no really mics facing the the crowd. So it sort of made for awkward listening on the stream because as soon as he comes out, I'm, or as soon as he's announced, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? I'm assuming he's going to get boo, like, like he's going to get an icy reception no matter what. Well, that's what everyone was preparing for on yeah. Diz Twitter. People were saying that they're going to boo him specifically. <laughs> they really were like preemptively saying boo. They were they're like yeah. announcing their intentions. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but partway through his presentation on the last hundred years of Disney. There were already reports on Twitter that Chapek was booed as he took the stage. Now, the Disney blogs have, of course, taken this and ran with it faster than Usain Bolt. When Chapek was announced, I immediately said, oh, God, he's going to get booed because I'm smart and I understand how the Internet has corrupted the minds of Disney fans and made them think that the company's savior is really the villain. It's almost like these people have sung... It's almost like these people have sung We Don't Talk About Bruno too much. (laughs) Bruno Chapek. Of course, you can't post anything on Twitter without receipts. So here's a clip. It's the clip that kicked off this wave of like Disney blogs reporting on this. Um, Which I'm not saying was inaccurate, but it was definitely, uh, you know, a little a little much. You know what I mean? We had it was a little... A little too well, much you, going on here. I'll show What you. do you mean? You think that they didn't boo him and that it's all been blown out of proportion? Um, what do you well, here, I'll, I'll, well, let's play it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And let's give another big round of applause to the Disney on Broadway cast of Lion King. Let's do it again. I'll rewind it. Sort of heard it. You do hear it. Yeah, it's it's definitely audible, but it it sounds more like two people in the crowd or three people in the crowd. Um, But you know, the blog sites are like it makes it sound like it's much more people, and he got booed off the stage. You know what I mean? It's They just sort of blew it up and trumped it up a little bit. If you lean forward, Jeremy, and squint your eyes, which always helps you hear better, you can just make out the tail end of some of the boos that sound more like bass-heavy ghosts, really, than the actual like people being booed. <laughs> it also seems to be one or two voices, not a room full of people actively booing this man. So that's really just my whole issue with it is, you know, you read the reporting and suddenly it's, oh, my God, he got booed off the stage. Of course, he's going to get he's going to get a couple jeers every now and then. It wasn't that big of a deal. I I don't think I don't think it should have really made the news cycle personally, but that's just me. Oh, you don't No. The CEO of a company goes to the fan event and is audibly booed. No, I mean, maybe a little bit. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Whatever. All right. Look, I mean. I never heard of Iger or Eisner getting booed at anything like this. Hmm. This is different. Something's going on here. I don't know. I think that what's going on here is the, is you the don't same think it's newsworthy. Is, you want to cover it up. You're like, you are like a, a journalist with no integrity. You're like, oh, you're just trying to create a narrative and you want to bury the story. What's going on is the dead. same blog sites are fueling. They're pumping this fire. And then th- this is what happens. They have created this. If we didn't have these dumb Disney fan sites, not, there would be no drama and there would be nobody there to go. You know what I'm going to do is boo this man. 
because a reporter somewhere in Illinois told me that he's doing a bad job. I'm not convinced because hmm. there's there are fan events in other industries that aren't you know or that aren't just disney i mean i don't see tim cook getting booed at apple (laughs) and there's apple fan sites he's done things that people necessarily maybe don't love but you don't see that happening and we had many years of i Iger for for d23 coming out on stage i never heard of him getting heard of him getting booed and Uh, the disney press has been press has been (laughs) along for you know has been there since you know what the mid 2000s so all right um it's it's you want to you want to make it you want to blame the boor i do you're a victim blamer i am yes you should be Turning your sights at the person, the decision maker who's running the company and people aren't people are showing their dissatisfaction with some of the things that's happened. Um, I I don't know, man. I I guess you could say that, but I wouldn't call Disney fans victims of anything. It's not if, 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 yeah, if anything, it's their fault. It's our fault. Because we still go to the that's what he said. You're just parroting yeah. JPEG. You're, that's what he said in that interview. He's like, "Well, you guys keep coming. You guys keep that's, but it's but it's accurate. That's the thing. And we both said that's refreshing to see. We both we 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 start job. going. We keep going. So if you're going to go to a, a an event and pay money just to get off a boo, it makes you look weird. Not him. It makes you look bad. Not not JPEG. Oh, because then don't go. Don't give the company money anymore. Stop going. That's the only way to get anything changed. He's not going to stop the show and go, wait, hold on. Are you booing me? Why don't you come up here and tell me what you think? Oh, really? You think all this? Well, I should change that. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. It's never going to happen. No, that scenario is not going to happen. He's not going to call someone on stage and ask for feedback. However, uh, well, and one, I agree with you. I actually think it's pretty unbecoming behavior to go to do like to just boo people like this isn't yeah. a f- soccer game <laughs> yeah right it's not a concert however having said that if you don't want to get booed by your most loyal fans who you most who re- you recently just called undesirable or unfavorable mm. well, you, you know, know and you you want you want to get up in front of your most loyal fan base that you've literally insulted in the media you have to expect that you're going to get some sort of response to that. Oh, I'm sure he did. I, I don't think it bothered him at all because I, I would. And that's, I guess, the, the main point. I'm sort of been, you know, farting around a little bit and make some jokes. But the, I think the main point is you didn't hear it on the stream. If this man didn't post it on Twitter, nobody would know about it. It was so it was so inaudible. It was so hard to hear. He probably doesn't even know about it. You know what I mean? You. So it's like one or two people in the crowd near this guy's phone. That's it. You're going to get that anyway. No, no, there were multiple videos on the, on the internet of this. Multiple mm. people have tweeted this out. It wasn't on the stream because Disney controls that. Disney controls the narrative. And they probably were worried about it. Well, they're, they're on to this. They, they cut that audio because there's other panels where they're actually asking people to applaud. And we hear the applause. <laughs> so I'm not so sure. I think that was obviously a, a tweaked audio feed I, for that moment. I disagree with that because I have seen other panels where it's the same thing where like the, uh, when they were doing the Disney legends later on people, you couldn't really hear the audience applauding the, the legend coming up necessarily. It was hard to hear. So I don't, and it could also, it could have been just audio issue or issues in general because for a tech company like Disney wants to be right. This, this showcase yesterday was full of technological issues halfway through this man's speech Iger's speech they cut to a different panel talking about i don't know what talking about people just two people playing playing the guitar it was terrible it was weird oh i thought that maybe this so i saw that okay i didn't know it was a mistake yeah i was going i thought oh i guess the legend i thought it was like you know when like when they crown the queen of england (laughs) they cover her up so because mortals can't see it Oh God! I thought that was like, yeah, what well, you can't see the legends induction <laughs> ceremony. So I was like, I guess they're just cutting to guitars while the the legends get inducted. Like Dude, I thought that was so, so that was deliberate. So you saw that butchering of carousel of um carousel what of progress is, song. What's going on? It was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> so bad. And I I thought of you That's the amazing. entire time. It was awful. But yeah, and then and then they jump right back and they had all the superheroes on stage or whatever. Like, okay, we've definitely missed something. And then afterwards, 
they replayed it. But yeah, I don't know, man. There was that, and we did the cosplay one, the mouse parade, um, which was actually a really cool panel. It was a cool event. Um, and like the voting machine system thing wasn't working, and there were there was another panel at the end of the games thing where like the mics weren't even on and they weren't working, and it was a whole thing. It was five minutes of going check one. Oh, hey, we're live. You're sitting on the couch. Shut up. Just pretend that this has happened before. Be professional. I don't know. It was just, it was really weird, but I don't blame Disney necessarily rather than like the company who, you know, the event company who, you know, puts that on. It's not all Disney stuff, right? Yeah. And actually that's not even the stuff that, that stuff doesn't bother me. No, I, I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah, I just think it's good. funny. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Jared, let's talk about some stuff. Enough complaining. Let's complain about other stuff now. Okay. More complaining. All right. Well, they're changing Splash Mountain because of its racist past, but it seems to be scaled back due to a se- severe lack of cash. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday at D23, fans arriving were treated to a physical model of the new exterior of Splash Mountain, and many were immediately left underwhelmed. On first glance, it hardly looks any different than the Splash Mountain you could just walk into Disneyland and see. But on closer inspection, we see a new. there is a new water tower added to it. Uh, But it's a striking difference to the concept art Disney has been showing us for at least two years with blue and purple tones and a notable tree perched atop the water drop with a boat seemingly marooned inside it. The the concept art was really quite something. And this really just kind of looks like, you know, a diorama I made in seventh grade (laughs) of, of, of a volcano. The boat has been scaled back, and the color palette of the attraction seems to not have changed at all. It's very red. It's very earth tones. There does seem to be a large amount of foliage and plants to give it a more lush, bayou-like feel. And actually, um, the account Mickey Views is reporting that fake plants that will be added to the exterior are already being tested behind Splash Mountain in Florida, sitting in the Florida sun to see how they'll age and interact with the actual real Mm. vegetation that does live on on the actual exterior of the ride. So they're adding more in and they want to make sure that it blends together. That's cool. So that's coming. Nice. um, Which is kind of neat. Yeah. Apart from the model, though, Disney revealed more of the backstory to this retheming of Splash Mountain that will take on the name Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Which, actually, I was thinking about it today, and I thought, why can't it just be Tiana's Splash Mountain Adventure? Yeah, I think they want to distance themselves from that. Even the word Splash Mountain? I don't know, man. It's the only thing I can think of. You know, I don't know. Wow. Because then it's not, then it would just be more like an overlay rather than a a, a whole retheme. Fine. According to Disney, based on this, <laughs> I didn't make that choice, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, I'm I know. just listening to you and whatever. Yeah. According to the according to Disney, based on the success of her restaurant in the movie, The Princess and the Frog, which is where Tiana's from, Tiana now has set out opening a second location called Tiana's Foods. According to the story, <laughs> such Tiana a good, has- such a good name. What's she going to sell this restaurant? I don't know. Food. Love it. Tiana's Foods. Go with it. Run with it. Print it up. Let's go. Terrible. Yeah, Tiana's food's on table, and you can sit and chair and eat. (laughs) Dumb. Well, this this foods Tiana has opened. It's an employee owned food cooperative. Oh, there you go, co op. Getting in on the old employee action. Love it. Yes, it's employee owned. That is housed inside an aging salt mine where growers are planting their crops along the waterways of Splash Mountain. Like, I can't figure this out because I don't know how you grow crops inside a salt mine. Um, the salt <laughs> mine is based. I guess you can't uh, very well. Yeah, I mean, maybe you only grow them on the out. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see uh, what, what else they give us. That seems to be what's happening. The salt mine is based on the real-life location of Avery Island, which is actually famous in real life for being the place where Tabasco sauce is made down in the uh, bayou. Yeah. I want to go there. That seems exciting. Yeah, my my uh, my brother and sister in law went there a couple years ago. Did like the factory oh. tour or whatever. Oh, cool! And they have special hot sauces that you can only buy there. And they they got me one. Best Tabasco sauce. I can't even remember. It was like it was like uh, aged longer. I think tasted really good. That's all. That's what, all I want to say. What do you put it on? What's your favorite Tabasco sauce accompaniment? Well, you know, I don't really use Tabasco anymore. I'm more of a crystal guy. Um, but pizza, it's just another Louisiana hot sauce. Um, but it's, uh, you know, put it on pizza, put it on, I just had some on eggs today. 
um, you know, burgers, uh, anything. I love it. Okay. I love cool. it. Stuff. Magical lighting effects tri- triggered by the film's voodoo priestess Mama Odie will fill the hilltop cavern with glowing colors just before riders descend the log ride's dramatic drop. But that's not all. More expansion, I guess you can call it expansion, is coming to New Orleans Square. Eudora's Chic Boutique is a store that's coming to Disneyland's New Orleans Square. The store will be taking over the space that previously housed La Bat en Rouge. Have you ever been in there? Yeah, I love that store. It's cute. Yeah, I'm disappointed that they're uh, replacing it. It's gone. Get up. <laughs> I hate it. I hate Get it. Gone. The story here is that Tiana has partnered with her talented dressmaker mother, Eudora, to open a shop that sells accessories to create and serve masterful, masterful Orleans-style food and more. The shop is slated to open this month on September 20th. So Tiana already taking over I don't like New it. Orleans Square. I don't like it. Are you? Are, let me know when you're done and then I can tell you why I don't like it. I Well, I'm going to move on to the restaurant. Do you want to talk about the store before I do restaurant? No. Okay. Continue. And if that's... If that's not enough, Tiana, for you, Tiana's Palace Restaurant is also coming to New Orleans Square. The exact location has yet to be announced, but Disney has said that Tiana's Palace will be a reimagining of a restaurant that already exists somewhere in the New Orleans Square area. Some on social media are speculating that the Hungry Bear Restaurant would uh, make most sense in terms of a location. But perhaps we will find out more this weekend as news continues to stream out of the D23 Expo, an opening date for the restaurant has not yet been released. But the one thing I just wanted to say is that Disney seems to have a, a recent track record of overpromising with this mm-hmm. concept art we keep getting. And then what ends up happening is like really ho-hum. Like the, yeah. they put this model out there and everyone's kind of like, what's different? <laughs> and you know, and you know, we're looking at an Epcot right now, which is so different from the concept art we were promised. It's been scaled back. There are so many attractions are not, are they're not even talking about. And I feel like, wouldn't it be better to kind of hedge your bets and maybe not razzle dazzle us with this amazing concept art and then over deliver, like maybe surprise us, surprise and delight, you know, that old thing rather than just keep over promising and then we get there and it's like, me. It it always seems like feedback. Disney is always short of cash. There's always a cash problem, it seems like. No matter how many records they break, or you know what I mean? How many positive uh, you know revenue calls there are, it's always, well, we don't have enough cash to do that, so we had to scale it back. Seems yeah, weird to which me. I don't understand because, you know, look, when they built Epcot, it was the largest most expensive construction project in the world at that time and the company was a enough a, a fraction of what it is today and now we can't even get a good ride <laughs> i don't understand they have so much more value so much more money so much more cash but now we're scaling back yeah it doesn't make sense to me no not to me either well here's my issue with the tiana stuff okay i new orleans square is my favorite land in disneyland and it, it rules a lot. I love it. I think it's themed really, really well. Yeah. Mainly because there's no, there's not really any IP. I mean, they have the, the pieces of eight, you know, at the end of the pirates ride, which is more yeah. of a gift shop really than a thing. Everything else. I mean, you could, you could, I guess you could say Le Baton Rouge is more geared towards the haunted mansion, I guess, sort of. But other than that, it's, there's nothing in there. It's it, everything is its own individual thing more of and more invoking actually new orleans right than it is any one specific thing pieces of eight aside right but now with this whole tiana thing it, it it's you're you're sort of they're sort of ruining in my opinion one of the best themed lands in that park by putting more ip in it which is one thing guests have always said we don't want more ip and stuff we want original things you know, a, a, a dress shop, it's already there and you see they're going to sell like herbs and, you know, spices for foods or whatever. And the concept art looks cool, I guess. But why, uh, why? There's no reason for it. There's no reason for the change other than to fit in thematically with a ride that's 
one ride over technically two because it's like you know <laughs> where that dress shop is you have to walk past the train station walk past haunted mansion to get to splash mountain right. so it's like way way <laughs> over there why, why are we trying to tie everything in it doesn't make any sense also with the restaurant so splash mountain is basically going to be new orleans square now we've established that i guess right that i mean it's not going to be what's yeah. yeah, it's not going to be Critter Country. So then Hungry Bear is now part of <laughs> New Orleans Square, too? Maybe. We don't know. Well, yeah, potentially, right? So they're, they're just they're, they're taking parts of, New or- of Critter Country, forcing it into New Orleans Square. It still doesn't really vibe. Where, show me the mountain in New Orleans. Show me. Where's the waterfall in New Orleans? Well. Oh, yeah, it doesn't exist. I just it does, none, none of the theming makes any sense. None of it makes any sort of sense at all. And I don't like it. Then if they're not going to make Splash Mountain part of New Orleans Square, if they're going to keep it Critter Country because there's animals and you can sort of get away with that, with not, you know, with, with calling it Critter Country still. Why does Tiana get two pieces of representation in two different lands? Right. That doesn't connect either. It just it doesn't make any sense. And I feel like they are just really crowbarring stuff in. I don't like it. What if they what if they take over Blue Bayou? Oh god. Stop it. Actually I don't really care, but stop it also. <laughs> I mean Blue Bayou, I haven't been in years, but you know what? It's Disneyland's turn because they have been doing this crap to Epcot for years. <laughs> and I have been complaining and crying and everybody just laughed, you know, aren't you cute? Yeah, yeah, Epcot. Well now you guys are getting a little taste of it when they start crowbarring it all in and all your beautiful stuff. This is your Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. They cannot. They can't take over Blue Bayou because it's pirates. But I guess they could. Imagine, imagine being on pirates and then seeing, a, a, you know, a Princess and the Frog nonsense cruise by. I, I uh, imagine being uh, in Future World and seeing Chris Pratt. It doesn't. <laughs> none of it makes sense. Okay. I don't like any of this. I don't like it, and it bothers me. I love the fact that she's getting a ride. That's cool. You retheme Splash Mountain. I don't care. I don't care about that. But I care about these other little slights to in thematicness, it, to the theming in general. I don't like it. It blows me away that they think this is going to be a good idea. Oh, this will be cute. Everyone will love it. On paper, it's a cute idea. But don't touch Norland Square. It's perfect. You already took away the Court of Angels from us. It is tough because it's like, you're screwing with what Walt came up. Like that was Walt stuff. Mm. I do feel like you got to be careful. Like, okay, Epcot, whatever. <laughs> I just think it's, that's Walt's park. You better yeah. be careful. I don't know. Care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't any of this anymore. That's the other thing is I'm trying not to care so much about it because I'm sure it's <laughs> going to look good, but I love the Baton Rouge. I think it was great. Thematically it worked. You got a lot of cool stuff in there. My favorite part, one of my favorite parts about going to Disneyland, number one, sit on the benches. Number two, go through all the shops on Main Street. But number three, go through all the shops in Northern Square. Even though I don't buy anything. <laughs> Maybe 100%. that's part of the problem. Like the crystal shop, I'm not going to buy anything. You know? It's, but going through there, going through those alleys, you sort of felt like you were, you know, going this back alley sort of area. And it's not going to be like that anymore. And I don't like it. The I end. agree. I th- well, I think that's the thing about Disneyland. And that was sort of what Walt was saying, like, this is a place where adults and kids can come to have fun together. And that is something like it's not a ride. It's just a very well done area with a lot of attention to detail that you can kind of just go in without even worrying about the wait time for pirates. You can just go in and appreciate and absorb and feel that sense of place that they're able to make. And that they're 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 getting rid of that slowly and surely over time for their, You're right. you know, for their characters and yeah. that sense of place that there's Imagineers were so good at creating is going away. It's the same thing. Like when you build it, people think, Oh, it doesn't matter. They're building a big Ikea that hovers over world showcase. Well, actually <laughs> it does because you're, and people say, Oh, the magic's gone. This is the magic guys. Like all these little things, the, the atmosphere, the way it feels, the views, that's why the magic feels like it's gone because they're not curating it. They're not being good stewards of it and it's going away. Yeah. So part of the magic is gone is I don't feel special, but p- part of it does. I feel like is the place doesn't feel special. If it's going to be an ugly place to go, well, then I'll just go to any other 
I'll just go to the real country and see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I'll just go to New Orleans and actually smell the vomit. <laughs> right. And the beer and all the kind of, you know, the pee pee. What right. else I don't really understand is because when you're going to Splash Mountain from Haunted Mansion, you know, you go over like the, the hill, which is the bridge for the drop. Right. Mm-hmm. And you come down before you hit Hungry Bear, before you even get to the entrance of Splash Mountain is the canoes. Are the canoes going to be themed as New Orleans Square? These are the things, man. I don't, and I'm, I'm assuming Disney has a, a plan for it all. But if what everyone's saying is true, if Hungry Bear is the thing, people are going, "Oh yeah, Hungry Bear would be great." I'm going, I don't think you really realize what that in that what that implies. The implication of that is now New Orleans Square is just going to be weird and encompassing some of this stuff and like frontier land looking stuff. It's sort of critter country, but it's like frontier land, but cartoonish is really all critter country is. It's just going to look weird and incoherent. Um, you want to talk about Toontown? Tell me everything. I'll tell you everything about Toontown, man. Where is Toontown? Is that where you go? It's like in the back of the park by Small World? By Small World. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there was new concept, not new concept, there was a new model of what's going on um, for Mickey's Toontown in Disneyland. It's getting a new look to go along with the upcoming Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And you can see it right there at the entrance. It looks really cool. It's uh, the El Capitoon Theater instead of the El Capitan, and it's going in place of the Gag Factory. That's right there, so it's going to be to the left of uh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, so you're getting that ride. Yeah, we're getting that ride. Is it good? Have you done it? I've heard it's good. I did it on Monday. And? It's all right. <laughs> all right, that's fair, man. It's a lot of screens. Yeah, it's well, cute. right, yeah. A lot of screens. It's cute, but it's it's not. I don't like these pictures about because they're dull. It's like the brightness wasn't turned up. I don't know. This is how they are. But uh, apparently everything else is basically look the same, Um, you know, with like a different color scheme or whatever. City Hall, uh, it says uh, then other facades are going to be remaining the same. But yeah, new new uh, color schemes. Looking over to Donald's boat and Goofy's how to play house. Those look pretty, uh, pretty cool. I think everything's just getting like a fresh coat of paint. I think Goofy's house is getting a little bit more stuff. Um, but, you know, everything's basically going to be um, a lot of the same. Honestly, Goofy's looks backyard really nice. looks neat. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, I, the detail looks incredible. Yeah. Goofy's uh, backyard was kind of fun. Uh, Alice loved it when we were, you know, running around in there. There's the fountain. Yeah. The infamous fountain's going to be in there. Um, which looks pretty small, to be honest with you. And then, you know, you can see the sort of grassy area the play area to, so we can unplug is what they said in the concept art. It doesn't really look as big as the, so speaking of concept art, it doesn't look as like big and impactful as it did in the concept art. It sort of looks much more scaled down and not as impressive or interesting. Um, but you know, I, I like Toontown. I guess I'm, you know, I'm also a Toontown apologist. Well, that's okay. I I'm glad that it's getting a, it's nice that it's a perfect place for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That is the oh, perfect yes. place to put that attraction. Agreed. 100%. Let's take yeah. a quick break, Jer. Let's take a break. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to recompose ourselves. <laughs> and we'll come right back with uh, covering more of the highlights of D23 Day 1 here on Ears Up In-Depth. Back to the newsroom on In-Depth. All right. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Jeremy, what do you got? What was wants what, to be? What, I'm sorry. Good. My fault. She wants to be out of the sea so bad, but the colors of this movie are looking a little drab. <laughs> okay. By the way, in the chat, I just yeah. have to weigh in. All right. They're saying that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is very fun. Okay. Very fun. I love it. Well, they will enjoy. They enjoy it over there in the chat. All right, good. I think it's fine. She wants to. I already read my rhyme. Disney had previously announced that another live action remake of a classic Disney animated film was coming. The latest in a long line of live action remakes, The Little Mermaid, will make its splash in theaters in May 2023. But during the studio showcase day one panel yesterday at d23 disney released a a teaser trailer for the new live action film because we haven't seen anything yet we just knew it was coming nobody knew what this thing's gonna look like yeah uh why don't we take a listen to that trailer please play the little mermaid 
I do like that little bass hit that they added. I do, yeah, I do yeah. too. Here's my problem. That's our that. new That's our new Ariel, Halle Bailey. All right, I mean she has a great voice. But if you're underwater, how are you going to hear the breaths? There should be no breaths. Well, just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I know that's like that kind of thing. It takes me out of it. It takes yes. me out of it. I need consistency. I know I do too. And it's like it's not hard to edit the breath out, but it's there as part of like the thing and it's when you're singing, yeah, I get it. It's like the the emotion, you know, you're, the closer you are to the microphone, the more, you know, emotion you get. But you're underwater. You shouldn't be going whoosh. Well, I'll tell you, there is one part. I'm an expert. Because you, because you bring this up, um, I'm switching around my story here because I'm going to go. We're going to go into her, uh, her singing. There. Okay. Very good singer. Oh, Sounds great. great. Yeah. She's a, she has a, a wonderful set of pipes. But when I heard that, specifically that song in the trailer, yeah. it made me think back to, well, when I need to find my place in my write-up. <laughs> <laughs> um, she hits that note where she goes, out of the sea, wish I could be. You know, she does that flourish. Yeah. That was a little bit too far for me. I think she's a good singer, but I agree. Particularly in that moment, it's a little too performative. She's supposed to be portraying a character that is yearning for something. This isn't a solo concert act. This isn't a halftime show. <laughs> right. You have to pull it back. And why I go back to this specifically is because if you remember my Spectro Time segment on the music of The Little Mermaid from our main show, Ears Up, Howard Ashman gave very specific direction to Jody Benson, the original voice of Ariel. And he told her intensity in this song is better than just noise. Mm. Take a listen. Could you play the number eight? It says uh, eight, Howard Ashman. What would I give if I could live out of these waters? The intensity mm -hmm. is better than... What would I give is better than, than, than noise. What would I give if I could live you definitely feel the yearning there yeah so the composer is telling you hold back actually you yeah. want it sort of like caged intensity you're yearning for something so to me that she should have gotten i think direction to pull back a bit now mm. We are clearly nitpicking. This is a 30-second <laughs> clip. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. I had to – I mean, this is all I have, so I've got to talk about it. So that's right. I, I, and it did. When I heard her do that, I thought, ooh, that's not what the composer, the original composer for this, actually intended for her to do. I, I felt and this I think they should have said, like, you're not conveying the, necessarily the emotion that the that the composer wanted this character to portray at that time. I felt the same way it took, but not for the same reason it, it did take me out and, and it seemed more like a theatrical, something you would do on Broadway. Yeah. Cause you want to show off. But Mr. P in the chat makes a good point. Lol. She's a mermaid. Who cares? <laughs> but I'm also like, I mean, you know, if we're going to do it right, Disney is, has, has been celebrated by doing things perfectly. I just, I don't know. It's fine. Look, she, she's a great singer. I'm sure the movie, it looks cool. Like the, they, it's funny. They didn't give her a butt. You know, she has like, she has like a fish body, but Ariel kind of has a booty sometimes, but you know, in the trailer, they did, they kind of made her more fish like, which I think is kind of neat. I don't know. It was kind of cool. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. And like, <laughs> okay. fine P. Um, that's fine. But <clears throat> Uh, I do think like I'm uh, this isn't me just coming in criticizing. I'm literally citing 
stage direction that the composer gave to the original actress. So all I'm doing is saying like what the intention of the composer was. And I think she strayed from it in that clip, but I'm sure it's a very small clip. I'm sure again. And actually the next critique that people gave when they saw the visuals is uh Diz Twitter's chorus weighed in and they said, gee, this looks really dark. Like from a lighting perspective, the the visuals, it just looks really, really dark. Um Dylan the Human on Twitter says, Haley sounds beautiful, singing part of your world. No complaints about Haley at all. The movie looks so dark. You may say, Oh, it's under the sea, and yes, that's true, but it's also about a mermaid. I'd like to see a bright, colorful film. This is shot so dark. And a lot of people echoed that sentiment. Um, I can see what they're saying. It does in that trailer, when you watch the actual video, the visuals of it, it does look dark. Um, And the animated original couldn't be more bright, even though it's under the sea. And of course, we know we can get bright under the sea films if you watch Finding Nemo. Um, So I get that. But I also am saying the same balance that I am giving myself with judging a 30 second clip of audio is that it's just a trailer. They may even have said darken it up because we're like just getting glimpses and peaks yeah what you know this isn't the actual movie so i think i'm willing to hold fire a little bit on that one i don't know that but that was that was the big critique is that the colors look drab it looks really dark and it's washed out you know i I remember watching the trailer and i was like wow these they have kind of like bright colors i was actually taken aback not that the the intensity of the colors was dialed up but the amount of different colors they had and uh, Brian in the chat makes a good point. He says they're probably more muted than than dark because it's not dark. Dark is low lit. Muted is more just like t- taken down, but still representative of, you know, coral. It still looks not real because it's not. And like the three turtles are clearly look like Photoshop. They sort of look bad. So I wouldn't even be surprised if it's sort of just like a rough cut, a rough <clears throat> teaser trailer. And oh, sure. I mean, it's going to be better. Not even, it's not even done in post. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what people are saying. I actually don't agree. I think it looked great. And yeah. I'm sure it's I liked like it. it. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. I mean, it was, it was a choice and I think it worked because you are under the sea, but also there's room for the, um, the big slivers of light coming through. Like when she's singing at the end on that piano, she's sort of bathed in light and everything else is sort of dark and it, everything else yeah. set it up for that. So I think it was, it, I think it's fine. I have no problem with it. Now, now exhale and blow wind out of the in underneath the water without going. Burr, 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 burr. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. You ready for me? I'm ready. All right. Uh, speaking at the start of the D23 Disney Legends Award ceremony, the uh, hold on. See, I'm going to have to edit this out eventually. One day I'm going to edit this out, but I'm going to post this immediately when we're done. Because I think it's important. And then maybe yeah, on Monday no, I'm going to edit it and like re-upload it. We can't edit this. We cannot edit this. This is too hot. It's got to get out there uh, now. I know. And I, I, I want to go through and like clean up my mistakes because that's just how Meanwhile, I am. You never edit this thing. I, you, you I do. Say oh, I do. <laughs> I always do. I know because you right. told me I say um too much. <laughs> wow. Way to call me out. Oh, <laughs> Bob Chapek announced uh, DCA's Third attraction being added at Avengers Campus says, quote, the Marvel team continues to expand its cinematic universe and Avengers Campus is going to grow right along with it. So today I'm excited to announce that the Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure is going deeper into the multiverse. To do that, we are expanding Avengers Campus and the heart of this new area will be a sensational new attraction. Um, guests will battle alongside superheroes and against villains from everywhere. And there might even be some you aren't aware exist yet. More will be uh, revealed from Disney parks, chairman, Josh tomorrow on Sunday. Oh my word. Well, wait a second though. If this is the third one, what's the second one? I don't know. I thought there was only one attraction in that. Yeah. Well, um, yes. The, the, Spider-Man. Thing. Web slingers, right? Yeah. What's the other one? I don't know. I'm, I wonder if they're putting Guardians of the Galaxy in there. That took over Tower of Terror. Are they calling, or if they're calling that flying mannequin an attraction, I'm <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway, that was it. That's it. 
Okay. That's literally all we know about it right now. But DCA is finally getting announced. Their uh, their long awaited you know Marvel Avengers Campus um, expansion. So D twenty three, the official Twitter account, you know, posted this right after it happened, and the very first comment was, "This was announced in two thousand nineteen." <laughs> <laughs> so there's no pleasing anybody really, but also no. the guy's right. It was announced. It was, it's already been announced that you were going to be doing this. So why is this like who who not, who cares? It's not big news, but you got to say something, I guess. Everything we've talked about today has been announced. We're talking about news that's three and four years old. It's just, they're just giving us more info now. Well, that's true, which is kind of getting on my nerves. To the theaters, you won't need to rush because Disenchanted is coming to Disney Plus. <laughs> there you go. The sequel to the 2006 live-action animated feature Enchanted, starring Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams, is on its way to Disney Plus on November 24th, coming up soon. Um, I, I don't know anything about it, but what's a live-action animated movie? It's oh, sorry, I meant to. I read it. I read it as I wrote it, which is it's it's a combination movie. So there's ah, parts that are in. Okay hand-drawn animation and there's parts that are live action got it thank you you never saw enchanted no it might be the best movie disney's released in 25 years in 25 years what was before it i don't know how long ago was 25 years (laughs) (laughs) i don't know clearly you never saw the the new jungle cruise movie the jungle cruise movie i'm kidding i'm joking Oh, I was like, you got to be, I could go on on that for days. 25 years is like 97, I think. Oh, okay. So yeah, true. It's 25 years. Okay. <laughs> Let's go 30. I think we can go 30. Enchanted. What's it about? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Well, Amy Adams plays a princess <laughs> named Giselle in okay. an animated film and her stepmother banishes her to the real it's like she she banishes her and she th- ends up in Times Square in real life. So you she in the in the animated part, she's animated and then she shows up in Times Square and it's like her and she's lost. And she's like she but she is behaving like a fairy tale princess. She's like, you know, she doesn't get what what is going on. What are these cars? Where do I go? Please. Can someone help me? And she talks like a like a Disney princess. And oh, geez. OK, it's actually like kind Sounds of funny. Fun. And it's Disney poking a little fun at itself. Yeah. And then her her prince charming ends up coming, getting sent here, too. And he is a disaster. Like he sees someone on the subway and he's like, be gone, peasants. Like it's just like because he doesn't know where he is. It's great. So anyway, let me get back to my write up tight. This new sequel to the movie titled Disenchanted will pick up where we left off with Giselle, played by Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey's Robert moving out of New York City to a home in the country to start their lives together. And apparently, as always, chaos ensues. Would you like to hear the trailer that was released at the expo yesterday? Of course I would. You know, Patrick Dempsey, Disney legend, newly minted Disney legend as of yesterday. Well, I say mazel to that. Yeah. I know the change can be scary, but it can also be exciting. If I learned anything from meeting Princess on a billboard is that sometimes you just have to take a leap. Let's start our new life. Pretty soon this whole place will feel like home you'll see. It's all part of the adventure. That's not an adventure, that's a landfill. A land filled with adventure. (laughs) Nancy Edward! Robert! Congratulations! Oh, it's what they call a fixer-upper. Yes, once your peasants have dug out the moat and added a turret and a balcony from which you can sing. I see it now. Oh. Okay. <gasps> Melvina, Monroe, I would have sold you this house, but... I deal in slightly more upscale homes. Oh. In Andalasia, the hardest part of life is finding your happily ever after. This world's very different. If this world is not to your liking, then you must change it. I wish... I love the music. I wish. Jumpin' jelly stick. Wait, how am I talking? I wish. I wish for a fairy tale life and it's all gone terribly wrong. Or terribly right. Terribly 
stroke of 12. Nothing will be as it was before. Stepmother! Uh-oh. All right, you can, you can kill it. You can All cut right. it. All right. So anyway, that's what's happening. It's coming. Um, also returning to the screen for this one will be James Marsden as Prince Edward, the dim-witted yet brave prince, joined by Adina Menzel as Nancy Tremaine. They will be accompanied by Maya Rudolph playing a new character. Also returning are composers Alan Menken, who we just talked. Well, we didn't talk about him, but he wrote the music to The Little Mermaid uh-huh. along with Howard Ashman. Yeah. He will be joined by Stephen Schwartz, who wrote the music to the original. In May 2021, Stephen Schwartz revealed that the movie will have seven songs and reprises, including two songs for Edina Menzel. So, uh, but because in the first film, her song was cut mercifully <laughs> and uh, but now she's now she's back we have to pay the piper now because now she's getting two um but users on twitter who seem to be impressed by the trailer are crying out that disney plus isn't sufficient for this film users are clamoring for a theatrical release greta r says first this looks amazing <laughs> Second, this should be in theaters. Such a great grab your friends kids kind of movie. <laughs> grab your, grab your friends kids. Um, and then Shihab Rahman says, "Cinemas need your help, Disney. Please stop chucking everything straight onto the small screen to win ratings wars with Netflix and Prime Video." So people want this in the theater. I agree. I don't have Disney Plus, so I'm hoping it does still make its way to the theater. I don't know if it yeah, will. I'll give you my login. You uh, better be quiet. You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, that sounds great. What is it for? Disenchanted. Disenchanted, coming well, to Disney Plus on November 24th. I guess we would know if it was going to be in the theaters by now, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, speaking of Alan Menken, he co-wrote four new songs for the Little Mermaid movie. Yeah. Do you know who he co-wrote them with, Jeremy? Yes, and I forgot. I meant, actually meant to mention this. <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda. Great. Yeah. Dab. We dab on him, Lynn Manuel. We don't talk about Ursula. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Yeah. But I'm I'm actually looking forward to both of those two movies, and I'm usually not looking forward to anything. That's true. <laughs> Especially with our, our pre-show talk, our pre-show pep talk. Yeah, that pre-show talk was a little... Everything's terrible. Dumps. Throw it in a dumpster. Uh, bury yeah, it I'm in shutting concrete. down Spectra. I've had it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to move go. to Bali. I'm hanging it up. Yeah. Hanging the headphones up, the, the hard drive. Hang the hard drive up. <laughs> I can't take any of this anymore. Uh, well, the last one I want to talk about real quick, um, and then we'll we'll get out of here so we can go catch up on what else is happening in day two going on. But the games showcase uh, happened yesterday at D23, and I was really excited for it. On the last show on Thursday, uh, we sort of uh, postulized or hypothesized or whatever about what games may be announced and maybe we'll get some gameplay for this game or this game, like the Indiana Jones game or whatever. That never happened. But I do sort of have a bone to pick with the game's showcase. It okay. was a pre-recorded, pre-produced, pre-edited video with a host who was, did fine, I guess. But these were 30-second looks at the most about all the games coming out. And that's it. And there was no, And then at the end, they cut to four people on a couch. One was Brett, uh, whatever, the Mickey Mouse Barf. voice guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, the guy who does Mickey Mouse. Uh, apparently, he was there the whole day, like being a host or whatever. Some other dude, I don't know. Two other people that, you know, were TikToker guys or whatever. And they were all asking each other what they liked. And it's like, this is not, this is not a game showcase. I'm watching a replay that would be anybody else's YouTube channel just normally. Where's the stand up? Where's the, and then we're going to announce this. And this is what, you know what I mean? Where's the, the fanfare for, for all of this? It was just sort of a rehash of crap. I didn't like but, it. I was really, I was really offended, honestly, by because I was looking forward to it. And on the schedule, it said one to two thirty. That thing was over by one forty. Over. Oh it was done. And I just, I didn't understand why. Well, they wanted to give everybody a bit of a potty break at the end. Um, yeah, I guess. 
I thought Disney, what game, what are these games that you're talking well, about? I thought that Disney got rid of its gaming division. They, are these they board did. games? No, <laughs> they're board games. Yeah, it's like Canasta. Um, no, it's, <laughs> they, they, they've uh, partnered with other game makers like Fraxis and Bethesda and whatever. So they don't have an in-house company-owned games now. They've licensed it out and they work with the games companies who, got it. Uh, you know, have a history of making hit games. So uh for now for example newly announced titles disney illusion island joined mickey mini donald and goofy on a brand new quest to explore the mysterious islands of monoth and recover three mystical books to save the world from disaster okay that's cool tron identity so we're gonna get a tron video game mm-hmm. and that's really it there's no no <laughs> other information about it maybe next it's year. a logo yeah basically um gargoyles remastered gargoyles is an, an ancient mid 80 uh, mid 90s game that they're remastering and putting back out on modern consoles and pc with updated visuals and like that was literally was 30 seconds on this with like a tiny bit of gameplay that was it okay i'm annoyed by it uh marvel and skydance new media is entertainment let me try that again skydance new media and marvel entertainment's upcoming narrative driven ensemble adventure game is set in the marvel universe and features an original story that will take players on a world war ii era adventure with four playable heroes at different points in the story a young steve rogers uh t'challa's grandfather and the world war ii era black panther gabriel jones a u.s soldier and member of the howling commandos uh nanali leader of the fledging wakanda spy network blah 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 so that's kind of neat i guess as much as i don't really like prequels i don't mind them in video games necessarily I don't know why uh, Marvel world of heroes, um, which is sort of it's it's developed by nine, uh, nine, nine tick, Niantic. <laughs> I, I can read good, read gooder uh, who did Pokemon go. So it's going to okay. be an AR uh, mobile game at some point uh, launching this year. Return to monkey. I don't even know Island. what that is. What AR augmented yeah. reality where you hold your phone up. And depend, it's like geo, use your geolocate, like how far up your phone is. And then there's, you know, animations on the screen that happen that kind of like overflow and pop out and stuff. Like oh, that. is this when people were walking into the street and getting hit by cars yes. years ago because yep. they were going after stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's Pokemon Go. Got it. So that's um, this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Return to Monkey Island. That's coming out next week. I think Marvel Snap, which uh, oh. is a revolutionary game experience that unleashes the entire Marvel multiverse into a fast-paced, adrenaline-pumping card battler. So it's like a Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, you know, but video game. Didn't really look very interesting to me. Mar- uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, we did hear about that. That was sort of what we were talking about on the other show. December 2nd, that comes out. Uh, new updates for Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is in early access, which I need to play. I bought it. I haven't even really touched it. Um, Disney Mirrorverse, uh, Marvel Strike Force, which is uh, announcing the Red Hulk. I didn't even know about this game. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game. I downloaded it while I was watching the um, the live stream and it sort of froze my live stream. But um, it's a fun game. I don't know. It's like a mobile game. It's free. You know, you can battle, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, I was uh, I was annoyed. I was annoyed by the games uh, by the games panel because it was just like I said, it was a YouTube recap video. It was not I don't know. Didn't like it. All right. One of my money back. Do you think that you will get many of these games? Illusion Island. Are you going to play that? No, I probably won't get any of them. I mean, well, that's not true. Uh, Midnight. Yeah. Midnight Suns didn't even seem interesting. Uh, they did talk about an alien one. It's sort of like a top-down shooter, like XCOM. Um, I don't know. I'll see more game. I want to see more gameplay on all of these okay. first. And that's, that's, I guess, what I was expecting from this panel. It's like, here's the gameplay. Sell me on this game. Get me jazzed up for it. Right. But a 30-second clip, and then you go back to the guy who's talking. I don't, I don't care what he has to say. Show me the thing. Give me, give me two minutes of gameplay, at least. Nothing. Annoying. It's ridiculous. I think, uh, well, I think they should bring back Mist. They tried. They, remember, remember that? Yeah, they've, they've remade it. I couldn't figure that out. Mist was, no, Mist was hard. Life of me. I don't know what was going on. Brian, I've played a little, I played like five minutes of Dreamlight Valley. I'm going to get it on, I'm going to get on it tonight. I'll let you know. I'll let you know, you know, if I, probably tomorrow when I get on the stream a little early. Uh, anyway, that's all I have, uh, Jeremy. 
Well, that's all I have. I think it was a, a first day. I I hope we get more. I hope they get their uh, mojo and give us more. I want. I hope the second day is turning out to be more uh, exciting. There's still probably three hours left. What? Well, yeah. Well, we uh, we've already missed the Marvel Lucas and uh, something else movie panel showing all the the Marvel and Star Wars things that are coming out. So there's actually a lot to go through there. But um, you God. know, well, I tuned we'll in earlier and it was. I, when I tuned in earlier, it was just people talking about that's so Raven, and I was like, "Well, I'm out." Well, and that's the problem is like the good yeah. stuff isn't being streamed. Oh, so the Marvel panel wasn't streamed at all. It's just people posting on Twitter about it. Oh, which I don't okay. understand that either. Why isn't Disney putting all of this online, charging people ten bucks, and then it sort of kills all of these weird Twitter things, these clumsy videos that are being posted from someone's phones? And you can control the narrative a little bit more. I don't, I just don't, I don't, the way Disney's doing it, it's kind of sloppy, I think. Huh. It's an interesting concept. You should bring it to them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they haven't thought about it. Um, I do have, I had one more clip for you, from you to play. <laughs> oh, it's that scatter. Yeah. Should we talk? <laughs> I mean... Well, set the scene. Tell me what what was what were we talking about? What is well, this guy? What what was that? It was the legend ceremony. It was the legend <laughs> ceremony. So the way the Disney legend ceremony opened up was sort of like a mishmash of the three Disney Broadway spectaculars. Yes. You had the Frozen, so you had Elsa and Anna and uh, Kristoff and Hans. No, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm confusing that with the, with the cosplay people. Sorry, uh, but you, th- you think you had Elsa well, and yeah. Anna. You had Jasmine yes. and Aladdin. And then yes, and, and the genie, um, and then someone Mufasa else, or someone from the Lion King. Yeah, you had the Lion King people. That's right. So Aladdin, Lion King, and Frozen, and they did sort yeah. of like a mashup thing. And at the end, they all were singing "Let It Go," which I I hated. By the way, I don't like the fact that Mufasa singing "Let It Go." It bothers me. I don't know why. It just shouldn't be there, but that's fine. Whatever. Um. But the way the genie sort of came in, opened up first, and he came from the back of the hall and came singing, quote unquote, down the the hallways, down the aisles. And And it was was, uh, so cringe. This is the clip. Are you ready for it, Jeremy? I want to hear the genie. <laughs> it sounded like Oogie Boogie more than this was like Ken wasn't it Ken Anderson no Ken Ken Page sorry Lonnie Anderson yeah a lot of Lonnie Anderson being Oogie Boogie it was weird blah, 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 blah. the thing I don't get about that is he the Tasmanian devil he was scatting yeah. and he goes come on everybody wobble, wobble. and I'm like no one knows <laughs> To do that, like you can't have people join. You can't scat and then pause <laughs> yeah. and say, "Everybody now!" Yeah, and then keep scatting. No one has the words. So I thought that was a little peculiar, but it was funny because I, like, I was working from home yesterday, and this yeah. was in the afternoon, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just put, I'll just put the live stream on in the background and just kind of like listen and you know hear you know hear any tidbits. And I'm in the middle of a spreadsheet, and I hear wobble wobble. Like, what is going on at this thing? And I had to turn it off because I was like, I can't get anything done with that. <laughs> Come on, everybody! Skilly bop the boom. So the question is, I have never seen the show. Is this what he does on Broadway? Is this what he does on the stage? We're going to have to find that out. And I do know that Rob of the Bantha Milk podcast was at Aladdin, I think, Wednesday or Thursday night of this week. I'll check in with uh, him. We'll see. We'll have to find out if he can confirm or deny the scatting. (laughs) Rob, I need you to confirm or deny the scatting, please. That's what I need. (laughs) Yeah, it was awful. He tweeted at me. He's like, hey, I'm in Midtown. Come meet me. And I was like, I'm already downtown. Like, it's not happening. Oh, damn. And then he goes, I wasn't being serious. <laughs> Put me in my place. Yeah. I love being rejected. And they go, hey, I fooled you. I wasn't. I was kidding, bro. You thought I was Did serious. You? I would never. Yeah. I'm just taunting you. You yeah. loser. Go home. You have no friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually in Ohio. 
All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to get this posted right now so everybody can hear uh, the luxuriousness that was this show. It will be unedited. I will, Jeremy has convinced me. I will not edit it down or take out any weird you know, noises. So I do apologize. This is a raw audio I'm going to put up, but it is, you know, it's important to kind of get you in the vibe for day two. Although we're not going to have a day two or day three recap. So maybe we'll save that for next week's show. Anyway. I don't but know what's stay happening. tuned to Ears Up and Spectra Radio social media because we've got to find out who wins this bet. Oh, yes, absolutely. And if you happen to catch this before Sunday morning, tune in 1030, maybe 1015-ish or so, um, Pacific Time for the Disney Parks and Experiences panel. I will be live streaming that. We'll do some commentary with, I don't know, anybody else who wants to join. Um, yeah, should be a good time. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.